Welcome to the God's Goodness Podcast, where our mission is to encourage as well as highlight God's goodness and modern day miracles. We are your hosts, Josh and Shelley Hankins. Oh, Father God, we thank you so much for this time that we have to spend with you and to share you with others. You are the great God of all creation, and we are so blessed to have you as our King. Jesus, we ask that you would touch the hearts and our minds to help us to grow in you and that you would help reach someone with this message, that they would lean into you and seek to understand you and that you would give them that wisdom as you freely give. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. So today's episode, we'll be sharing a little bit about my background, my history. I had two parents. I have a sister and most of us have the two parents mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it usually works like that and when i was younger my dad and i used to do everything together and i was daddy's girl and when i was in fourth grade i think it was fourth grade my biological mom left and i came home and she had taken some stuff out of the house and uh it was just me and my dad and uh, she didn't bring my sister back from daycare that day <laughs> So my dad, he said, where do you want to live? And I said, well, that's a dumb question because of course I want to live with you. He's like, I just wanted to make sure. So I lived with my dad and he and I had always gone to church together. It was Presbyterian church, but church nonetheless. And uh, they taught us about God's love and his goodness. But one of the sermons that he and I went to when I was younger was about like they had all the kids in the main service. And the sermon was about ask and you shall receive. And they said, if you, at the end of this service, you go to that back table and ask for a bag of candy, they'll give you a bag of candy. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. I'd like, I'd like that. So I'm thinking the whole time, how am I going to ask for a bag of candy? You know, like, can I have a bag of candy? May I have some candy, please? They said, if I gave you a bag of candy, you know, I'm thinking of all these different ways that I can ask for a bag of candy. And so we finally get to the back table at the end and I don't even get all the way to the table. And this lady, she saw me coming and she reached out her hand and gave me a bag of candy and I didn't even ask for it. So that whole time I was all worried about what am I going to say that all those worries were unfounded. You know, I didn't need to worry about anything because God had it. And that was one of the first times that you know, like that was like a great seed that that Bible verse was amazing because I've used that all my life, you know, I'll ask for many, many weird things. But if you don't ask, then nothing changes. So that's one of the things that I've carried all of my life. Do you have something you want to share with Oh, uh, yeah. No, I just pulled up the passage for uh, Matthew 7, 7, as you were speaking, and I just I'd like to read it. Mm -hmm. So everyone's on the same page that this is a biblical principle to ask and you shall receive. Yes. So in Matthew 7, 7, this is New King James Version. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So good. 
And that Matthew 7, 7, 8 is uh, at my Bible. That's Those are my Bible verses of the year. Everything I'm seeking, I'm finding, everything I ask for, I'm receiving, everything. Like God always gives us enough. He's always gave us enough. But like this year, it's really standing out more so than other years. And let me tell you, my life wasn't always as perfect as it is now. You know, I got the husband, the kids, the dog, you know, well, three dogs. I'm like a rich person. I got three dogs. And, uh, you know, I got great people in my life and I'm just blessed to, uh, with so much goodness. And I hadn't realized at the time before Jesus, well, before getting to know him better, like there was a time where I knew Jesus, you know, as the little girl, but like, I didn't seek that relationship with him and he was there, you know, I knew to pray and he was always there, but like, I didn't get to know him until after I met my husband and uh, we started going to church together. And, you know, I got into the small group Bible studies with the ladies and uh, anything I could learn about with other groups of people to help guide me, you know, that was like my discipleship without a direct, you know, person helping me. And I hadn't realized at the time, but I had a whole H-O-L-E that I was trying to fill with worldly things before I had met my husband. And, you know, no matter what I did, I was protected no matter what. But like back in the day, like I, I'll admit, I, I smoked a lot of dope because uh, I grew up in Jamestown and uh, Pennsylvania, and there's not a lot to do up there. They have one red light. They'll shut down the whole school for a week so they can have a fair and uh, on the school grounds. So I wasn't really learning about Jesus and that relationship till after I actually had a man to like say, oh, I think this is what we should do. Like he saw things. So tell about your experience when you met me. Oh, man. So... I met her online and Yahoo personals. And it was an incredible thing because I, I've already I'd been married, you know, twice before. She's my third. I'm not encouraging you guys to do that that way. I encourage you guys to see get married one time and, and stay in a relationship with Jesus. But I didn't know God for the first marriage and I'd learned who he was in the second. So I, I was and I come from a, a blended home, so it's the odds were stacked against me without Jesus in the beginning. But anyway, she came into my store to, to I was I, not my store. I worked at a Bed Bath and Beyond when I met her, also in the Army Reserve. And she came in and to meet me, and I didn't like what I saw, but it was the same. Like she wore like some blue eyeshadow that was like something that you saw from early '80s, and like Mimi, yeah, from that yeah, show. yeah. Oh man, yes, and it, it just show. looked out of place for you. Yeah, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I knew you. Like you had such a familiarity about you and it bothered me and it drew me to you. Yeah. You looked at me like really, you would study me like, where do I know her? Brother? Yeah. And I never forget a face. I may forget a name. I mean, I may, I always forget a name, but I never forget a face. I can always place where I've seen somebody and I was a loss. And then the first date that we had. It was a lunch date. It was a lunch date. And I did all the talking. Miss Talker, the town over here was just quiet. I didn't even think she did talk a lot. And I thought that was a winning personality trait too. And I was let down later. <laughs> she opened up. <laughs> yeah. I was misdiagnosed. I was on pills for being bipolar. Yeah. Whereas I, no one ever taught me how to deal with my emotions. You know, I had my dad growing up. Who's going to teach me about emotions? So I got diagnosed as bipolar in high school. Of course, every teenager could be classified as bipolar. They're all over the place. 
But like, I didn't have any coping techniques and no one thought to teach me any coping techniques. They're like, we'll just put her on some pills. So I was on, I was taking a whole handful of pills at one time. Yeah, that one that you're on made you real quiet. And then slow talking too. Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I thought you were were drinking. And and uh, it's not until I actually started learning who you were that it was uh, that certain pill that you were on that did it to you. And then when you got switched off of that to another one, I was stunned because you were a different person. Mm. Not only were you not a slow talker, but you were also not a stop talker. <laughs> and I thought, oh, man, I've been hoodwinked. <laughs> I've been tricked. He was a scam. It was totally a God thing that we are together because he, I, I didn't want any kids. I quit. I dropped out of college three weeks before graduation because I went to be a teacher. And then I got to the student teaching part and I learned I don't like to be around kids a lot, like that much. And I had no idea until the end. And uh, he had a kid on his shoulders in his profile on the Yahoo personals. And like, and it wasn't even that good of a picture. I'm like, well, I bet maybe he's cute. Like, it wasn't like even zoomed in that much, but like, I was just drawn to him. So it was it totally a god thing you still don't like kids but there were like ours i was doing stuff that you're like oh i don't like that oh you're doing a lot of stuff i didn't like so she had friends that influenced her poorly she would drink she would crush pills and snort them and not even knowing what they were yeah it was ridiculous like they would tell me but then i'd forget and then i'd be like what is this again it was not good any other human being on earth if I'd encountered that, there wouldn't have been a, I'm gone. Bye. See ya. I wouldn't even been a ghost. You wouldn't, there would have been a vapor trail, like in a cartoon, like gone. And I don't know why I stayed. I don't know what compelled me. That familiarity of you really rooted me. And I was very vocal about, I was like, I don't, I don't like that. This bothers me. I don't like that. And you responded to it because you quit. And I don't know. It's like, why is she listening to me? Right. This is a person who has these habits that does this certain thing. And and the minute I tell her I don't like it, she stops. And that just blew my mind. And it's been really kind of us feeding off each other like that for, what, 13 years now? Mm-hmm. Well, Mary, and a half. 13. Yeah. It's been a journey for us, to say the least. And mm-hmm. I wish I could I could sit here and, and talk about another friend of mine at church who has been with his wife, I think, 25 years or so, and, and they don't even argue. They've never argued in their life. I wish I could say that's the same because it's not. Mm. <laughs> I remember, I, I remember Keep it real. mentioning that I like conflict. And so... I do not. And no, and that would bother me because you would, you would leave. And I'm like, in the middle, like, where are you going? Yeah, no, I was still learning coping techniques. Yeah, I was like, this is how we do this. You got to meet head on, and then you leave. And I'm like, oh, and you'd come back fine. Mm. Like, whatever it is you did when you were gone, and like, you got yourself right, and you came out like nothing bothered you, and that made me more mad. Mm. I was like, oh, it was so frustrating. It still is. Mm, I have learned to try to look on the fun, the, you know, the bright side of things. Like, mm-hmm. what is the positive part of this that I can learn for sure? Well, I'm still trying to learn. I have a hard time with a lot of things. And apparently it's because I learned things the hard way. Mm. That's the only way I learn is the hard way. I think I am the same way. But this is how God made me. So, hey, I'm glad you're here. We're on the same adventure now. So I hadn't realized back then, but I had a whole H-O-L-E that I was trying to fill with worldly things. But Jesus healed me and made me H- whole as in W-H-O-L-E. So I am not the person I once was. I'm, Not in the least. I'm still trying to get better. But, you know, there's little things that add up. 
such as in The Compound Effect, one of the books I've read this year. And, uh, well, last month, I read, I did nine audiobooks last month and one paperback book. I love, love, love books. And uh, they actually say, there's this, this one thing I, I got, my friend gave to me yesterday, and I want to share it with you. But what's really interesting is, I don't know what this is. It's like a page in a devotional or something. And it says, let me read this. From Proverbs 8, 11, wisdom is so priceless that it exceeds the value of any jewel. Nothing you can wish for can equal her. And it says, according to scripture, wisdom is the principal thing and is to be sought after as a priority. Nothing we could desire is better than or equal to the value of wisdom. Interestingly, pursuing wisdom is prioritized much like seeking first the kingdom of God is in the New Testament. Throughout Proverbs, seeking wisdom is what releases the blessing of God in all the areas of life, whether health, finances, position and title, or the beauty of meaningful relationships, all are enhanced and enabled through our prioritized pursuit of wisdom. This journey brings us to the wonderful discovery that wisdom is also a person. Jesus is our wisdom. It says, see 1 Corinthians 1.30. Says Jesus, you are the person of wisdom. I don't know if this is the Bible verse. You are the person of wisdom, and you live inside of me. I am so aware of my need for more of you. Help me to tap into your presence and the wisdom found there. And then it has this the second part: wisdom rest. Wisdom is a person. So living in wisdom is a relationship where we learn to truly see through his eyes, gaining his perspective, as in Jesus. And it is that perspective that enables faith. It could be said that wisdom gives faith a context in which to function. In the same way that the banks of a river give direction to the water, so wisdom gives faith a direction, a target. It says, I created you to dream so big that you need to rely on my wisdom, my presence, and my perspective to see your dreams fulfilled. And don't limit yourself to what you can do on your own. I am here waiting to pour out my presence on you. Mm, good stuff. So maybe that's why I'm drawn to wisdom, because Jesus is inside me and he just draws me to the right things. Mm, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, the power of God. The Holy Trying... Spirit is my favorite. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what would I do without him? Oh, my gosh. I could tell you that you wouldn't have been healed of that neck pain. That's true. I could tell you that the things that I have seen and, and experienced could not have been done without it. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what memes people put out there. I will never doubt. My, my faith will never be shaken on that. I am absolutely beyond reproach on that. Once you have that experience with God, there's nobody that can tell you anything different. No. And it's not like I had that one experience. I've had so many that yeah. I could forget some and I could tell God, you know, it doesn't matter if I can remember them because I know there's so many mm -hmm. that I remember that there's so many that this isn't going to shake me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, we had, so we met and I was healed. And then, well, I filled that hole with Jesus. But then our lives just keep getting better and better. Oh, yeah. We you have know, different challenges. It's cool. You know, in the first episode, we gave a brief synopsis of our 27 months of unemployment. And there's a lot to say about how God sustained us in that. And he had given us wisdom and we grew in him in those 27 months, mm -hmm. right? When I didn't have, when I wasn't getting up for gold, 
I was getting up for God. And that was a really big game changer, right? It was a concept I hadn't understood until that moment. So like, you know, when you set your alarm, it's like, well, I got to get up at six o'clock so I can get ready for work. At that point, you have to realize that you're getting up for gold. You're getting up for that job to earn money, to have a wage, when really you should set your alarm with the sole purpose in mind saying, I get to talk to God. I get to experience Jesus first thing in the morning, right? Everything after that is tertiary because God will provide. Yeah, you have a job. Focus on God first. Oh, yeah, you got a vet appointment. Focus on Jesus first, right? Oh, yeah, you got to get the kids ready for school. But it doesn't mean you can't negate the time that you have to allow. It's not just because he wants to hear from us, but because it is good for us to grow. Mm-hmm. It's like watering your plants outside. You can't expect them to go through these hot August days and water it when you notice it's bad. You have to nurture it and Mm -hmm. tend it and take care of it. And it's not really work if you enjoy it, Mm -hmm. right? So if you enjoy talking to God, and it doesn't have to be something that you've seen an internet preacher do. It doesn't have to be something that you saw in a movie. It doesn't have to be anything but you and your authentic words talking to the creator of the universe Mm -hmm. because he wants to hear from us. Isn't that neat? It is the, is, is the coolest thing It blows thing my ever. mind. He created everything, right? but he wants to like, talk to me. Who am I that he would consider me? Yeah. Right? I am so insignificant among, yeah. amongst men, right? I mean, I'm greater than some, but I'm least amongst many men, right? I was in tears, overwhelmed that the creator of the universe wanted me to make something like this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he thinks that much of me. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. You know, and you look at the all the laws that he has gone and all the confusion about whether he's, he's fulfilled them or if we still have to do this because clearly every single person is broken the law mm-hmm. because you know if a woman is on a period and she shakes hands with somebody she's broken the law well what woman hasn't right and if you're a dude if you've ever shaved ever you've broken the law so you know we can't live by the law the law is there to show us that we're sinners and that we need a savior so Jesus fulfilled the law and that's a wonderful thing. And then we have the Ten Commandments, which are the moral law that teaches us like a principle of how to be and how to act and how to treat each other. That's a wonderful thing as well. When you consider that without a moral law, we would be considering our good, what's best for Josh mm-hmm. as good and what's best for Shelly is good. And what's best for Shelly isn't always what's good for Josh. And so we'll be at conflict both thinking that we're the good guys. Mm-hmm. That reminds me. When someone says, I'm just going to, I know about Jesus, but I'm just going to do what I think is good. And then they think they're going to get into heaven without knowing him. But then, you know, that one comedian, he talked about you wanting to go to someone's house and live there forever. But if you don't know them, why would they let you in? Yeah. I wonder if it was a comedian or if it was another. It was on social media somewhere. Yeah, it was on social. I I, I remember it. He was on a radio show, a a hardcore atheist, he said. Mm. And this atheist was challenging. was like, all right you know, God boy or Christian or whatever insulting thing he tried to get him on, which obviously rolled off the guy. Like it was nothing. If I'm a good person, why can't I go to heaven? Why does your God refuse to have me? Mm-hmm. And so if you came over to my house and you said, Hey, I'm a good person. Let me live here. Why would I let you live here? If you don't know me, mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that. that's the key word is you need to have that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Just like the people that say, Hey, there's many roads to heaven. This guy had something on that too. And I wish I remembered his name. I'd love to give him credit mm-hmm. um, because it's not my idea, but I'm sure if you've heard of him, you know who it is and, you know, email us, you know, let us know and we'll, we'll say it. We'll mention it. God's goodness he, podcast at gmail.com. This guy totally needs credit for it. It's a wonderful, phenomenal idea. 
And he said, you know, if I tell you to get to my house mm. and I say, hey, you got you got to go north on 79 and then you got to get off exit 43, you got to travel 2.6 miles, make a left down this little road here and then make a right on uh, at this tree stump and that's where I live. And you say, well, I'm going to go south on 79 because there's many ways to get to your house. I'm like, you're never going to get to my mm. house. No. You'll, there's only one way to get to my house and I told you what it was. If you go any other way, you'll never make it to my house. Mm-hmm. So that is a little bit about our story. Can you think of anything else we want to put in this little episode? How about I do have something, put you on the spot a little bit, and it's uh, I just want to let you know that I'm very proud of you. And uh, Thank you. I love to see where you are now compared to that person I wanted to walk away from in the very beginning. And I thank God that he stayed me. I thank God that he rooted me in place, and I thank God that he had shared enough of him with me at that point that I was able to share with you that you refound a desire to be with him. Mm. And I'm so grateful that you responded to him. And I'm so grateful that I responded to him. And I'm just so grateful for our son and our three dogs because we live like a rich people. <laughs> um, Lots of paws. And I'm very, very, very pleased with the life that God has given me. And I can say that that hasn't always been the case for either one of us, that there have been times in our lives where we have struggled, where we have thought that we're worthless or we've thought that it was hopeless. Um, we thought that it can't get any better than this. And I just want to encourage anyone listening right now that there will be another sunrise. There will be another smile. There will be another moment to breathe and to breathe clearly. And that whatever you could be going through is inconsequential to the goodness that God has stored for you. And uh, just bear through. And I know that saying, hey, all our hopes and prayers are with you isn't always going to help someone feel better. I would encourage you to reach out to someone you trust, including email us if you've got questions. And if I don't have the answer, I promise I'll find someone who does. I won't let you hang. Um, And we'll partner with you and help you through whatever hardship you could be going through, because in the end, you're worth it. And so worth it that God sent his only son to die for you. And I want you to know that we should treat each other with that same reverence. And that we love you and we want the best for you. Well said. And I didn't fully crack. <laughs> I always did. But thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. I want to remind you, that if you, and maybe you haven't heard about it yet, but we do have a campaign on Give, Send, Go. If you want to support us with any prayers or perhaps financially, It does cost money to be hosting, to having the podcast hosting uh, site and to get these out each time. And uh, that would be a blessing. Even if everyone gave $5, that would be so much. And uh, we'd be able to keep this thing going. And you just look up givesendgo.com and then we're under God's Goodness Podcast. So thank you so much for being with us and we'll talk to you next time.